On today's bachelor party, we are answering mailbag questions. I'm super excited. Also, just wanted to share what's top of mind for me today. You'll find out after this. Let's batch. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, and it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to Bachelorette Party. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm going to be honest. I'm a little distracted today, and I'm going to talk about why. With my two guests, my compatriots, my comrades, my colleagues, Craig Horlbeck, co-host of the Ringer Fantasy Football Show, and Amelia Wedemeyer, co-host of Tea Time on Ringer Dish. And you probably know her from All Thorn No Rose, which goes live on the Bachelor Party podcast social handles right after the show. Hi, guys. Hi. How's it going? Much like the men after Tasha has arrived, I feel revitalized. <laughs> nice one. How long are you sitting on that line, Craig? Wow, I've had it written down. <laughs> That's it's a good one. Amelia, where are you out this season? Are you into it? Are you excited? I, are you back? I, I'm back, baby. Yeah, I'm really um, just pumped because, you know, I was over Claire, been yeah. over her for a long time and just ready for the fresh breath that is Tasha. I am too. It's also, um, it's kind of like a European model or like a British model <laughs> of reality TV. I feel like where they, they bring in like, they're more of a revolving door, more big brother-ish, more love Island-ish, you <gasps> yes. know? So I don't think that was intentional, but it's not a negative. I think it's actually, that's, it works out kind of nicely. Um, I think it's worked great. It's been, it's been such a good <laughs> comeback for the show. Can you show. imagine 12 weeks of Claire? No. Oh God. She would have had to get them to know the guys more. I mean, she couldn't have just been dating Dale on TV for 12 weeks. So I didn't want to boring. see her and Dale when they came back for their little mini interview. <laughs> I was like, I'm good. Go away. I, did, I didn't yeah. either. That was definitely filmed in Pennsylvania, by the way. I forgot to note that, but there was Ooh. just like, that was the, the acoustics in that room were noticeably off. And I was just like, <laughs> this is really interesting that they like had, had to like shoehorn this in. I got a lot of questions about Claire and Dale. So do the, so do the listeners. We're doing a mailbag today. So we're going to go through questions 
Thank you to everyone who submitted them. But I, I just like personally need to discuss last night's Grey's Anatomy first because <laughs> I, it's my main focus. I'm a diehard Grey's Anatomy fan. I've never missed an episode. As I just told Craig and Amelia, I've been watching it for about half my life. It started mm-hmm. in 2005. And um, COVID has been really challenging. And this season of Grey's as a doctor show set in Seattle decided to take on COVID. So we knew, we knew going into this season that <laughs> it was going to be very COVID heavy. And it was really, really well done. Like, Have you guys oh, ever good. seen the show? Yeah, no. a while ago. Okay. Well, it was like one of the best episodes of Grey's like really ever. Like I was just like, it was two hours. I was like in like the 50 minute range of the second hour. I was like, this is a great episode. Like awesome comeback way to tackle real world issues. Grey's Anatomy. I'm just watching things are going along. And then like the last 60 seconds of the show, fucking Patrick Dempsey shows up and I started sobbing like just sobbing alone in my apartment I was so excited I I didn't really know what to do I like stood up started pacing around and this show has brought me so much joy I just want to say like if you aren't watching Grey's Anatomy if you've never watched it, it's all on Netflix and there's been a lot of stories lately where um Grey's is like one of the highest watched shows on Netflix because there's so many episodes there's like 360 so you can just put it on and if you, I think watching every episode would take like, you know, <laughs> a six, long time. If you did it consecutively, it would take like the six entire months. pandemic, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it would. <laughs> and so there, you can just go. And I'm just telling you, there's so much great stuff waiting for you. It was so wonderful. It just made me feel joy, which just made made mm. me excited about other things. I just, you know, I hope <laughs> I hope everyone can get that sense of joy from something they love. And I love Grace Anatomy. Thanks for listening. Do I'm I sound, happy for you. Do I sound crazy? No. This no, is this, huge. Show- this is a big deal. Exactly. It's been on for a long time too. Aren't you like rewatching the entire series right now? I, I am not. I dip in and out sometimes, but okay. one could. It's just a great show. If you're going to do that, I, if people want some episode recommendations, season recommendations, I'd be happy to provide. Amelia, I feel like you could really get into Grace. It's so crazy. Okay. I just, the <laughs> 17 seasons kind of scares me. But. It's really, yeah. yeah, it's a lot, but it, it could be like a life project. Like you take five okay. years to okay. watch all of Grey's. It might not even be on Netflix in five years, but whatever. It's true. All right. That's it. Thanks for indulging me, everyone. Let's talk about The Bachelorette. Um, just before, before we get into the questions, do you guys have any favorites? Anyone you're particularly excited about? Any guys? My favorite guy in the show is Bennett. It's of not course, even close. Me too. Oh, Bennett's yeah. just the best. I don't know what his next venture is on TV because he seems like he has a good job and probably a stable life, but sure. I want him to stick around. I think he works in finance, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Um, would you watch him as The Bachelor? I think he would be a good bachelor. Yeah. Kind of like well, traditional, you know? He I has just, a little bit more uh, sass than you think. Yes. He's kind of he's funny. Too, yeah. yeah. He's funny. When's the last time The Bachelor was funny? It's been a while. Right. That's a good call. <laughs> a They're usually time. just like these meatheads who don't have huge personalities, but he's, I don't know. He's interesting. Who's the he's funniest cool. person to ever be on The Bachelor? Oh, God. Or The wow. Bachelorette. I mean, contestants, leads. It's not really going for humor. Like, I feel like Wells was funny. Everybody mm-hmm. thought Wells was funny. It's the That's guys true. who aren't ripped. That's what it is. It's- I know, but Bennett's got the, the, um, American Psycho charm. Well, there's that. True. But I think Wells is very funny in like a modern family kind of way. You know, he's just Sarah obviously Highland. just saying that. <laughs> what? Because he he's dating Sarah, Sarah Highland. Highland. He's oh, married well, to her. right. Okay. I didn't, I forgot about that. But he's just like, you know, it's like middle America funny, but not like actually like, whoa, so funny. I don't, okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think he just seems like a good hang. And that's ultimately what Claire was not, which is <laughs> not a good hang. And so, yeah. 
we need to move beyond that. But um, all right, let's get into the questions. First, Robert on Twitter at Baby Morris. Interesting Twitter handle. I don't, you know, maybe we'll learn more about that one day. Over under six months, the amount of time Dale and Claire will still be together. Craig, are you taking the over or the under? Slamming the under. I bet you they're not together right now. <laughs> agreed. Amelia? Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Do you have any evidence, guys? Well, yes. I've, I, yeah, I watched Dale talk to stop. Claire in front of Chris Harrison on this week's episode no. where she was talking about the sunbeams coming out of her heart and his head was going crap, 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 crap. He, when she brought up Sad. children, I've never seen a more foreboding look on a man's face. It was really, that was oh. honestly really upsetting. Like I felt really bad for her. She wants to have kids. He might, but not right now and probably not with her. At least that's what his face was telling me. I don't I don't know if it's something different, but that's really how it looked. He also looks kind of sickly in that. In that uh, <laughs> she scene. spoke like they had been together for five years and been through it all. Oh, yeah. God. Well, and he kind of skipped over the answering. Chris had to be like, hey, Dale, I asked you a question. Didn't he give like a cheeky answer of like next is like spending time together or something like that? Yeah, you know. And then Chris was like, so marriage or babies first? And he was like, marriage. And she was like, who cares? She was like, we're untraditional. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, I'm confused about like what they're both up to. So they were in South Dakota to meet his family. But then he's oh. been spotted all over New York. New York Post had an yes. article about I him. I saw that. Getting like a $6 million apartment. Like, can Dale afford a $6 million <laughs> apartment? Later on in that article, don't they say that years ago he was looking at an even more expensive place in New York? I'm very confused what? by it. He was like a like a very, very average football player, right? I mean, he barely made the pros. I, I can't imagine he, was, he made any money from that. He was on a practice squad for the Lions. I don't think he was officially on a team. I think yeah. Clay Harbor is still our, or maybe Colton, oh. are still our only official NFL players in my book. Yeah, definitely Clay. Clay played. Yes, Clay is legit, so we have to yeah. give him credit. But... Dale, no. I mean, he's just, got, as far as we know, he's got that party city money, but maybe he's like <laughs> secretly rich. Yeah, who knows? He's really, maybe that, you oh. know, him and Claire can get a nice place together. Amelia, what's your evidence? You were emphatic well, in them not staying together. I, do you guys follow the Instagram account Dumois? I sure do. Well, I've read on several stories that he was spotted out and about in New York City with blonde women who weren't Claire. And okay. They were getting cozy. Okay. I'm glad you brought this up. I have a lot of mixed feelings about Dumois as discussed okay. on Jam Session. Ooh. Well, there's a lot of false info on Dumois. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. she has to like take stuff back all the time. Be like, <laughs> like showing like someone refuting a different rumor. Craig, do you know what this is? No. It's a gossip Instagram account. It's all blind items, but it's a lot of like gossip girl style spotted Dale <laughs> hanging out with a blonde at Hillstones on Park Avenue South. Mm. Um, which is a good idea. They have like a nice overhang there. So it's good outdoor dining. <laughs> you would, I mean, you got to think Dale's smarter than that, right? To just like be out with people right now. I don't know. I, do, I don't know. Can we assume that? I don't know. I just yeah. don't know. Um, and, and so there's been a lot of that, but then one of those stories, Amelia turned out to be his realtor, whereas like, no, it was just his realtor that he was eating with, Dang. But, but there have been a lot of them. So it just seems like he didn't put his social life on hold, which, you know, I think all relationships are different of how you view your pre-existing friends and whatnot. So I agree. There's a usually it's a, it's a real where there's smoke, there's fire situation, but I don't know that there's like hard proof on him still partying it up, but I'm just confused about what him and Claire are doing because they're in South Dakota. They obviously are in Pennsylvania at some point. I, they're just like all over the place. These bachelor people, they travel so much for COVID so much. 
it's bizarre. That's just like what Tasha said in the episode. She's like, my job, I just travel a lot. Oh, that was one of the most uncomfortable <laughs> moments of the season so far. Yeah. And, yes, it was. And she was explaining what she does. Okay, let's move on. Next question from Eho. Do the men get their own rooms this year with the COVID protocol? I would so much rather deal with the heat of Palm Springs and have to be crammed into a room with 20 other people in bunk beds. This is great. Glad we're talking about real estate. It seems pretty clear that they um, that they get their own rooms. I think for mm-hmm. COVID, they have to get their own rooms. Except Easy was like, there's my roommate, Jason. Mm. Do you remember So that? maybe it's two per room? Maybe. Or they're connected. It's like a, a, an adjoining room. I do miss them all having roommates. I think that's like a fun part of the show is like watching all these guys bunk together. They're like on a little bit too much luxury. Like they're not like forced to travel live out of a suitcase. They're like at a allegedly nice hotel with like their yeah. own space, nice bathrooms. I think not sharing bathrooms is like really the, probably the best part. Yeah. Like when everyone goes on the group date and the other half stays behind, they seem pretty cool with it. I know. Cause they're just, well, first of all, no one's actually leaving. So there's nothing like you're missing out on. There's just True. somewhere else on the grounds. And the dates have sucked. I have a question for you guys. <laughs> do you feel like the show is suffering because they can't like travel? They can't do like weird stuff with crowds. Like, how do you feel about this quarantine season? Specifically well, was, the quarantine aspect of it. I was going to come to you because you're the guru and you know about like, you know, what's going on in the future. Do they ever leave? Are they allowed to ever leave? I don't think so. Oh, wow. So every one-on-one is just at La Quinta? Yeah, I think so. And then uh, her family's coming in at some point. I think we saw her dad in a promo. Um, then, then yes, it totally suffers. Or they have to like do something different and figure out like a new way to kind of go about this. Cause like they'd have to set up a new bubble, but again, with traveling, I don't know. The liability of things is just too high. I mean, you could do rural stuff. Like you could take a helicopter and go on a hike in a mountain. I mean, you could do things like that. I think with that though, like then you have to like, does the hell, does the pilot have to quarantine? They're playing it really safe. I think for liability, they probably have to. Well, that's why they did the horses in La Quinta or else they would have done them on a trail. I feel like did the horses quarantine. (laughs) <laughs> yes did you guys see that in like Minsk in Belarus like there's or maybe it's mink the mink animal somewhere in northern <laughs> Europe has COVID so no oh wow I think they're okay though oh, I only know about sad. this because apparently it was addressed in a Cuomo press conference <laughs> okay <laughs> but okay what about the upcoming octagon fight where did they put that together I think you know that might be about? on the ground somewhere and they they built it I think amazing. I mean, I think you have to assume that Jason and Claire also, when they did their date, that was like the desert (gasps) therapy date. I think, you know, some resorts like that in the desert, this is common in Arizona. They have like hiking trails and paths like on their, on their grounds. Okay. Got it. I don't know. The whole COVID nature of this whole show was interesting in general. And a lot of people ask the question about Tasha. Do you know about like, if she quarantined or what happened with that? Or like the, the new guys who came, Okay, great. That's a great segue. There's a lot of questions we received about the timeline of events and how confusing mm-hmm. it is. So here's what I think happened. Everyone arrives. So they had they had like 31 guys and only 20-something made onto the show. The four that left were, I guess, like um, originally cast for Claire. They didn't make it on. Then they called them back. So I think what the only way to really tell is from their clothes, right? So I think what happened is... At the very beginning, everyone quarantined for like X number of days. It seems like the quarantine period, as I can tell from the internet, was like four days. And that doesn't really make any sense, but okay. They're following Uh, the NFL's protocol rules, I think. Yeah, that's going great. Um, No COVID in the NFL. And so (laughs) everyone quarantined for like four days. 
And then I think at a certain point, I think that they, I, I read, they took a day off when they realized things weren't going right with Claire. So everyone had an off day. And I think that then they were like new to bring in Tasha, um, and probably called the other guys back. And then they had the sequence sequence of events of like Claire and Dale getting their, their overnight together. Mm. Um, Deanna coming in or whatever. So I think there was like a pause and then the final events of Claire's season led into Tasha's. So I don't know exactly how it went, but I think one of the reasons the guys were like so mad towards the end of Claire's <laughs> time was because they've had so much time doing nothing. And they <laughs> were like, why do we come here? Understandable. So those four new guys were guys for Claire also. Mm-hmm. Oh. They keep a lot of people in the pool. Like sometimes you'll be interviewed and go far and you won't get on, but then like two seasons later, they'll call you and you're on. Oh, so interesting. That's how I think that's how casting works. It's pretty, it's pretty fascinating how they do this. I, I sometimes it's almost surprising. They do create matches at all, but you know, anyway. Okay. So that's what I think was happening. Um, next, why do people think asking why someone is single is okay. It is very much the worst question you could ask on a date. Um, would love your guys' take on this. Natasha and Justine, who I spoke to earlier in the week, were like, yeah, great question. Totally makes sense. They were really on board with it. They kind of talked me into it. However, if I were on a date and someone was like, why are you still single? I probably would just walk away and leave. <laughs> so I'm curious what you guys think. Is that question permissible? Is it? And more importantly, is it permissible on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette? <laughs> Amelia? I think it's, I mean, honestly, I didn't really think about it until this question was posed. And I, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm just like not in it enough to realize that that's an offensive question. I mean, I understand why it's offensive. It's very like personal and like, like that's okay. I think it's yeah. Inherent, because it's I inherently suck. judgmental. I, I think the issue right. is it's inherently judgmental because the implication sure. is you should be in a relationship. And that's so true. Which I understand, but also at the same time, I don't, I feel like it's just one of those kind of icebreaker questions. I don't know. I I'm fine with it, but I understand why people are a little like hesitant. I think it's split. I think if it's like not on the bachelorette, it's kind of an effed up question and you shouldn't ask it. But if you're on the show, especially with like, it was supposed to be Claire season. Everyone was like a little bit older. And I think that, you know, you can almost view it as a compliment in some ways. It's like, you're so great. How are you so single? Yeah, that's true. You're a catch. Right. I think that's the angle they were taking. I think it's she, all right. I mean, no one knows what to say when you're trying to get to know one another anyway in the show. It is yeah. pretty funny when they're like, what do you do? And like, where are you from? It's like, all this information is publicly available. Uh, also, like, has already been addressed <laughs> if you if you had watched the show. But I do think it's refreshing that a lot of the guys haven't watched. I don't know how they found them or got them if they don't, but that's great stuff. And I guess they did use it as a segue so Brendan could be like, well, I uh, was divorced. So, yeah. Yeah. I love Brendan, by the way. He's just like so sweet. And I think Brendan and Tasha had the best one-on-one -on -one dinner conversation ever. I completely wow. agree. I totally oh agree. It was like the most real conversation, right? Like that's actually the foundation of a relationship. <laughs> yes, that was unbelievable. I couldn't believe how natural they seemed with one another. <laughs> he was just so sweet. And He's she was the just, best. Yeah, and she was like really kind and like trying to make him feel she better. She was, yeah. Him it was being like, beautiful. Him being like, I don't think being a well-rounded person is particularly sexy, but that's <laughs> yeah. what I think of myself. That was incredible. <laughs> I know. I love Brendan. Brendan, Brendan would be a fun bachelor because he'd be very sweet, I think. I, I, I hope really they get married him. and have five children together. <laughs> if he wins. Yeah, I know. She, she seems to really like him. I'm yeah. kind of surprised that she liked him so much, but I don't know why. I mean, I liked him a lot, but yeah. I feel like there's a chance he played better on television than in person. But yeah, that I completely agree. It was like a great, real, sweet conversation. I love them talking about divorce. Like 
It's such yeah. a big part mm-hmm. of relationships and it never comes up on the show. Yeah, I loved it. I did too. I just love Brendan. I Brendan, though, though Bennett is like the one we keep joking about, Brendan does seem like the best guy on the show. Yeah, I mean, talk about, he's like, I mean, he's funny, but in a completely different way. He's like not yeah. trying yeah. to make a joke, but he's funny. Yeah, totally agree. Um, okay, next question. This is from Ashley at Ashley Talks TV. Has the show delivered on its promises to elevate diverse contestants? I can tell that the pod is also trying to include more diverse guests, but do you have plans to expand that beyond occasional guests? Um, this is a two-part question. I'll tackle the second part in a second. First, has the show delivered on its promises to elevate diverse contestants? What do you guys think? Well, do we, ha- I mean, do we know... I, I guess I'd have to go back and look at how diverse the last, you know, few years have been and if it's improving or not, but definitely is. I mean, I think Claire and Tasha's group of men is by far the most diverse. Yeah. Like ever. So they did make a sincere effort, which I think is promising. I also think that like just the, their lived experience seems a lot more varied and particularly mm-hmm. with their careers just seem a lot more present. So I think it's, you know, a step forward and, um, certainly the work is not done. And I think similarly for this pod, the work's definitely not done here either. Um, def- trying to find um, people with different experiences, different races and different lived experience to come on the show and approach and talk about the bachelor and the bachelorette and reality TV in general from different perspectives. And I think for, for me as a host, it's just an ongoing process. So you know, the work is not done. Try to start making changes. It's the only place to start, but, um, also just lucky to have the guests who have come on who are willing to talk about some of the hard conversations like about race. And and I think like Natasha and Rachel in particular have been really game for that. So I'm really grateful for them. Um, and we'll try to keep doing a better job every episode. Yeah, I think one spot where the show could definitely improve on is there's been a lot more black people on the show recently, but not much else besides white and black people. I think they could continue to expand in that area. Yeah, and also like, Joe barely gets to speak and he's one of like, and he's, you know, he's Asian, which also there aren't a ton of Asian guys on the show and he's like barely on. So mm-hmm. I think it's not just about casting, but also like who you're allowing to speak, who you, who you totally. choose to speak and put and in Joe seems great. Cause we, we see him a lot talking to like Jason. He's like talking to yeah, the guys. The guys we, never obviously love him. The, we never seen with the host. Agreed. Oh, it's true. All right. Next question from Clarky, Chris Clark. Ignoring that the producers already chose locations for filming Bachelor and Bachelorette, where would be an ideal location to host a whole season bubble style within the United States? I actually floated this a few weeks ago. I think that uh, the Outer Banks in North Carolina would have been really good. Someplace warm for, for Matt and just give us the beach. Like I understand like pools are probably easier to control the environment, but um, it's just not scenic enough at La Quinta. What about Hawaii? Yes. Hawaii too sexy. Okay. Too sexy. Come on. Okay. I'm sorry. They're asking them to be naked every week this this season. So (laughs) I know they truly are. I like the idea of a bubble Uh, bachelorette or bachelor if you can pick a really cool location. They should Mm. just build a campus, you know? Like that's what they need. So that this should this happen again, (laughs) they just need a bachelor campus and it should be somewhere on the ocean. Probably a Hawaiian hotel would have been better than this. That's a good point because they have pools and ocean. Right. Yeah. And you can travel and go do cool, you know, nature stuff there. Yeah. You can can go go out like zip lining boat stuff, but, um, probably too expensive. Amelia, any other suggestions? I really, I like the Hawaii one. Honestly, there are a lot of nice resorts they could use. Well, I know this, I guess this is Warner brothers production, but Mm -hmm. I feel like they could maybe get a deal with, ABC Disney, they have a nice new resort out there. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Agreed. You know? Agreed. 
<laughs> also, uh, actually, Disney does have a resort in Hawaii. It's called like, I don't remember the name, but they can just I think go it's there. called Alani. Yeah. Yeah. Amelia and I, as former Disney employees, know about this because you can go for 50% off. Exactly. I'm sure Shonda Rhimes knows about this as well. <laughs> um, okay. On to the Facebook questions. Why do you think Tasha wasn't selected originally? This question comes from Emily. Um, I think Tasha was not selected originally because they like really wanted to make a statement of picking someone older. And I think that's a lot of why they chose Claire because there were so many complaints about Peter's women being super young, which like... Yeah. Which they are. Just even thinking about Claire and Tasha versus Madison and Hannah Ann, it's like literally like a gen like a, you're that is the generation gap. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I will say this about younger people, and I was talking about this with Dylan Berkey. Um, you know what? Sometimes you just need a young guy who doesn't know how to act to cause the drama, which I appreciate. I'm not it's saying true. we need a thousand young twenty two year olds, but just enough for them to be emotionally stunted. Yeah, yeah. we'll we'll see that this season. The, the youngest guy I think is Noah, mustache man. He's 25. Okay, right. And he has a big thing coming up with I hate that guy. I really hate him. Ring. Nothing like watching a man um manicure their mustache for that long to make you hate <laughs> he's, them. He's yeah, he's just like leaning in. He's like trying to be the class clown. It's not going to work. I agree. Next, Jennifer Bentley asks, "What do you think of Hannah Brown's YouTube channel?" Any theories on why her and Tyler C are working on this platform so hard right now? And what are you reading right now? I'll just say I just finished the Diana Chronicles by Tina Brown um, as research for the crown, just for my own self. Um, what do I think of Hannah Brown's YouTube channel? I haven't watched it. I'm Me neither. <laughs> got my full of Hannah. <laughs> Same. I like to yeah. read like info about it on Reddit. Um, do you guys care about Hannah? If you saw her on the street, she's living, she's living off of Abbott Kinney. I think that's what people suggest. Would you be excited? No, I don't care. I think I would maybe look back and be like, oh, God, that was Hannah Brown. And that's probably it. She's really playing up who she's dating. This is also a topic on Demois, but she just posted um, a video of like, I'm dating three dates in one week. And oh. um, again, I'd like to know about some of her COVID protocols. But, you know, you can go <laughs> out for dinner every night of the week and be safe. So that's fine. Um, I just don't really care about her dating life. And I'm not interested in keeping <laughs> up with her. Yeah, this is, to me, just, she's just clinging on to relevancy as best she can. Yeah. I will, oh, I will say that I did see on Dumois, so take it for what you want to, but uh, she was in, like, Mexico, again, with the traveling, in Mexico, the same resort or nearby Scott Eastwood, and people were like, oh my God, are they together? But it turns out, she's actually there with some country music guy. Who is Scott Eastwood? Clint Eastwood's son. Yeah. Oh, I see. Is he Mm -hmm. famous on his own? Yeah, I mean, he's an yeah, actor. Kind of, you know, yeah. What's he been in? Mm, so not I think a lot. The Longest Ride or something, which is like I a Nicholas Sparks book. Is that maybe? called the, cl- the Longest Climb or something? The ride. Long, longest long ride, ride, where he plays like a ride. cowboy uh, or something. What's the I one think? with Liam Hemsworth and Miley Cyrus, though, where they met? The Last, the last song. song. The Last Song, right? Recently covered on Tea Time. Check it out. <laughs> um, Thank you. He's in stuff. He was in Pacific Rim. You know, oh, oh everyone saw that. That's the classic <laughs> airport mo- airplane movie. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. 
This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, moving on. Nicole asks, what is the one new thing that's been introduced into the show during this COVID season that you will hope will continue into future non-COVID seasons? What's something we hope they will stop doing? I think one thing that they've introduced that I have liked is just talking about the outside world. I do enjoy Mm. this like context of what's going on. Um, especially because the bachelor like happens in some ways in real time. Cause there's people like always care when they're filming and stuff. So I, I like that. Anything for you guys that comes to mind? I mean, has anything really changed that much besides that in the way I the show is being say, made? Yeah. Well, I guess being at the hotel, but yeah, I think, I think that's kind of it. This is just sort of feels like this feels like the JV version of the bachelor to me. <laughs> I do like something about it. I don't know what it is. It is fun. And maybe it's just that it's different, but I like the paradise vibes. It's the paradise vibes. There you go. It does feel good. Feels, feels right. Um, (laughs) something that they hope, I hope they'll stop doing. Um, I just hope that they don't have like Chris Harrison be the center of dates. Like it's okay. Yeah. Like, like, I don't understand why they made him like the bartender and whatever else his job was. So what was weird? Ice cream man, the scooter bit. I was just like, I don't need to see this. I don't get how they thought like, did they did they hear Brendan be bummed about th- the conversation they were having and then be like, oh, you know what we should do? We should have Chris Harrison annoy them even more in their one-on-one. You think that's how it went down? <laughs> like, did they think of that idea that's prior to that happening with Brendan and Tasha? I have no idea. They should have Brie and Chris in every season going forward, though. Like, <laughs> oh just like, in, per- in perpetuity. Every, every uh, season has to have a one-on-one with Brie and Chris. That would just be really <laughs> funny. What do you guys think it's going to be like when JoJo comes in? Chris Harrison oh. has been such a big part of the season that with JoJo coming in to host, I feel like it's just going to be so odd. I'm kind of excited. Well, they haven't even teased it yet. No. Which is wild to me. Personally. I know. I know. Alrighty. Next. If you could fix up any two people from Bachelor Nation on a date, who would it be? You know, these people are so incestuous. They just, they don't need us. <laughs> Whatever we predict, I'm sure it'll end up happening. I know. They just don't need us. Oh. Um, okay. Miriam says, I know you loved camp as a kid, correct? Having dinner with a camp friend tonight. For me, <laughs> as someone who didn't grow up in the U.S. and never went to camp, how similar is it to what we see in TVs and movie, TV shows and movies? This question is just an excuse to let you talk about camp again. Thank you, Miriam. <laughs> um, Juliet, is this your ghost account? <laughs> this is my burner. <laughs> um, 
I don't, I, I think that the, the most accurate portrayal of camp is Indian summer. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out. It's about adults going back to their camp. I think it captures all of it very well. Mm-hmm. Wet hot American summer. Mm, it kind of does. I will say, <laughs> I think there's like a horniness to camp that captures well. It's How, just like, what's the age range mm-hmm. of camp? I, I went from nine to 19. So it oh, really wow. Varies. Nine to 19. Mm-hmm. What's the I best just, camp movie is in, what did you say? Indian summer. First? Is that a Hands movie or a TV down. show? It's a movie. Movie. Um, what about the parent trap? Cause I went to camp for a while one. and mm. I thought the whole, the, if you go to like, I went to an all girls like camp and I don't know, it was like a lot of the kind of like, Oh, bonding and, you know, playing games with each other. Like that was my camp experience, but we had a fair amount of that, but honestly I went to a co-ed camp and so much of it was uh, about like, when will you be seeing the boys? And, and like <laughs> so much of it was also like about, I don't know, just like hanging out all the time. I, I just, I, I love to hang and I was just, it was just a very long eight <laughs> To be honest, hang. it sounds really fun. It sounds it, great. It was, it was really fun. You play sports during the day mm. and like go swimming. And then like, as you get older, like it's less and less structured and you make lifelong friends. I mean, I got a camp group text, eight of us. It's popping pretty much every week. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. I love camp. Thanks, Miriam. You're the best. Okay, <laughs> Becca, next. <laughs> Becca asks... Um, who is your dream podcast guest? I will say Jojo is a white whale. I have wanted Jojo and Jordan to come on this pod for so mm. long and they're just too big for it. I don't know. They don't, they don't need podcasts. And they're HGTV's next hottest couple. I mean, I feel like they're going to be there for the next 20 years. I know. I know. Hopefully they'll come down off their, their high horse one day and do a podcast. <laughs> has anyone oh like God. parlayed their time on the bachelor better than the two of them as a couple? As a couple. Good question. I don't think so. I think the only other person in contention is Rachel. She's just crushing it on extra and as the host of co-host of higher learning. Um, but as a couple, no, I mean, Jordan and Jojo, no one else comes close. I, I yeah. think them, Trista and Ryan and Molly and Jason, I think are like yeah. as charming and Molly and Jason, I think are kind of like local celebrities, but not like Jordan and Jojo. Yeah. True. Jojo seems really fun. She does. Yeah. Great time. Okay. Sarah Winter asks, I'm really fascinated by the Raven Rachel beef and would love to know if there's any insight Juliet can share. That's me. Um, can you give me a rundown? Rachel and Raven were tight. I believe they were both Mm. on Nick's season, made it to the final three. And then they had like a big falling out and neither will address it. I don't feel that's my story to tell. Um, I will say, I think that people just, uh, go in different directions of like who they trust and like who their allies are. There's definitely like factions of the bachelor nation. Right. And so mm-hmm. I think who you choose as your friends makes it, it makes a big difference. Like any friend group or any like professional circle. Yeah. The inner dynamics of the whole bachelor nation click outside of the show is interesting. I'd like to know like if there are these kind of massive groups like high school clicks and who, who doesn't like probably who. there uh, are. I mean, yeah, I think also a lot depends on your season and your age. Like, uh, right. And what if you're if you're Gen Z or millennial? It's a big big divide, guys. Wow, big, big divide. I don't know. That's do you guys true. even care about Raven? I feel like she really fell off. She hasn't done anything. I feel like her. I mean, Tia was Raven's friend, and then Tia got big, and then I haven't heard anything from Raven. She got second, didn't she? She did. Yeah, she did. Yeah. And then she got engaged. I don't think it was ever close, though. Nick Nick made, has since since made that clear. That right. season just feels like an eternity ago. I mean, it, it was does. a long time ago. It was over four years, or they filmed it four years ago, but. It just feels like Raven's been out of the mix for a long time. I'm curious, yeah. like, who do you guys actually, like, follow that you care about from the show still? Like, men and women that, like, they haven't been on the most recent season. Anyone? 
I made it a point not to follow these people. So <laughs> I, I don't, and I was clinging on for a very long time to, this is controversial, but Peter from Rachel's season. Oh, oh Peter Krause. Well, you're a fellow Midwesterner. There's reciprocity between Wisconsin and Minnesota. <laughs> exactly. So. Yes. Yes. But I actually unfollowed him the other day. So. Why? What pushed you over the edge? I was just like a lot of workout kind of stuff. And I was just like, I don't need this right now. Yeah. You know? I'm looking for some unique content and I feel like none of them offer something that's Agreed, agreed. Workout content doesn't do it for me. Do you guys still follow Kelly and Peter from Peter's season? I never followed them. Yeah, they're a really tough Instagram. <laughs> they have a rough TikTok. Really rough. They're like, they're Ooh. definitely in contention for America's lamest couple. Like, Are they still yeah. a thing? They're still together? <laughs> oh yeah, I think they'll be together a while. I predict she breaks up with him eventually. That's my take, but. I like that. I think I would have followed <laughs> his like mom that. over him, honestly. Barb. I, I'm just out on the Weber family. They really. Understandable. What a weird sequence of events, guys. From the Bachelor finale, the two-part live finale in studio, March 9th and 10th right. to COVID shutting down the world on like two days later. <laughs> it's like the last like in literally event of Los Angeles was the bachelor <laughs> finale for Peter. Literally. Was Barb's biggest moment. We all went off the cliff <laughs> after that. Barb oh sent us God. over the edge as a society. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of funny to think about. It's really hey, weird. Yeah, it's kind of, it's sad. Aww. It is sad. That's the last thing we had. All the Barb. girls from Peter's season just have to be devastated. They're not getting, they didn't get to go on paradise. Oh my God. Do you think they'll be invited back whenever it probably, happens but who yeah. knows the heat that the women of Matt season will bring. Well, and wow. the paradise in the coming, whenever it happens again, will be difficult, right? Because of you can't keep adding people with quarantining. I mean, I guess you can, but th there's going to have to be like a real pre-planning process to like get that going. Unless you just throw 18 people on a beach and you lock them in there. <laughs> yeah. Do that. When the vaccine becomes available. Do you, do you think they'll give special permission to bachelor people uh, to get it first so they can do Bachelor in Paradise next summer? Interesting. They're at the front of the line. <laughs> yeah, oh they they get to cut all the essential workers actually keeping this the country going. All Just the gotta, immunocompromised doesn't matter. <laughs> Hannah Ann, Hannah Ann. she's, she's got to get the vaccine. <laughs> okay. she, can, she can be sponsored by the vaccine on Instagram. That'd be you cool. Know, it's funny you bring that up. Coach Crystal, um, Crystal from oh Ari God. season, she's pregnant. Yeah. I was, right. I was shocked that her pregnancy announcements weren't sponsored like Sheena Shea from Vanderpump, like <laughs> truly shocked. And she had multiple announcements and multiple pregnancy photo shoots. So there was like such an opportunity to get that content sponsored and she just slept on it. I don't know what did she's you, doing. Did you see that um, Dylan Barber tweeted like, y'all buying a house is so much work or no, buying a house is so difficult. And then Chris commented and said, try getting a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> I actually feel like Goose, Chris Randone, was one of the most unfairly maligned people to be on the show. He kind of seems funny. Agreed. He does. He's had a good post-bachelor career. I didn't like him. In, Isn't he in the, um, a fantasy football savant, Craig? Is he? I believe that he was like <laughs> very... I think he might do sponsored content with DraftKings. I think he was... He's wow. the one who broke the news about Jade winning that contest. Oh, right. When and so like, I think that you right. might want to reach out to him on a fantasy football level and see if he wants to be on your podcast because I'm pretty sure he does he does um, fantasy stuff. Though, you know, of course, use FanDuel if you're doing daily fantasy, not DraftKings. Um, right. Who's his picks? Interesting. I don't, yeah, check him out. But also there's a whole um, fantasy league or like, uh, yeah, league with all the like former Bachelor guys. Mm. It's like all the former Bachelors plus Tyler and Matt. It's Interesting. Yeah. I should try and get in. I should try and be the commissioner. Yeah. Try to get in there. See what, see what you can do. That could be good content for you. All right. 
Okay, next. Julia asks via Instagram, what is your favorite Bachelor Nation Reddit conspiracy theory? And what's your least wow. favorite? This is a good one. I mean, the most most talked about right now is that the producers always planned on Claire leaving early and bringing in Tasha. Yeah. I would say that's next to impossible. What do you mean they always planned? Before the guys, like before they knew who the guys were? They knew that she they was going to pick Dale? they would do halfway through. But based on what? How could they know that? I don't know because I knew Claire was stalking people or, or, you know, I use that layered lightly, like just, you know, searching them on, searching them on social. Do you believe Dale and Claire truly had never spoken? I do prior? believe that. Hmm. Claire's so serious about her father. I feel like for her to swear oh. on her father's grave is a big deal yeah. for her. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, and she also saw, just seemed excited about the process. I saw something on Reddit that says that they think uh, our man uh, Bennett is a producer plant. <laughs> Mm. I don't believe in the producer plant. I think that some guys are more manipulable, but I don't believe in the full-on producer producer plant. So you think it's never happened? Well, like Natasha was, has said she's friends with Julie LaPlaca, who is one of the leads oh, right. producers. And she just didn't know anything about the show. Like she, like if you talk to her, <laughs> she was that. like, I have no idea what I was getting into. She like didn't know how it worked. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think the producers really do that. I think they try, once you're there, they try to manipulate you to like get you to do stuff. Sure. And so maybe they cast people that they think will be easy to control. Exactly. But I don't think there's like someone who's like in cahoots. What do you, I mean, like, you study this stuff very closely. What do you think? I mean, I agree with you. I think that they choose certain people who have certain types of personalities and are willing to be produced and are willing to do anything, kind of be famous, which honestly, if you want to do that, fine. That's your life. Whatever. Like someone like, you know, Jordan Kimball and his like hot gold pants. Oh, God. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think they bring stuff in and they're like, can you do this? And there are some people some who say, say yes. yeah, definitely. Yeah. And others that don't. But um, again, I think when you apply to these shows, you kind of know what you're signing up for. At least you should know what you're signing up for. And I think it attracts a certain demographic of people. And yeah. It does. You know, asking somebody, why are you single? I think a better question would be, why are you on the show? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's a great point because it is like, why, why did you want to go on TV or why did you think going on TV would be the way to find a, a partner? Like, right. what like about did you this? truly think this yeah. was easier than just like meeting somebody at work or at a bar or fr <laughs> through friends? Yeah. No, it's pretty, it's pretty weird. Um, <laughs> also just like people who want to be on TV, like that's just like a very specific kind of personality. I do think that people who want to be on TV, like should find each other because it is again, like, I think it's a not that common. And usually if you share that interest, you could be a good match, but I don't know. It's, do you think weird. it's easier to get accepted to Raya or to apply and get on the bachelor? I think <laughs> accepted to Raya okay. also much cheaper. You don't need to get a new wardrobe. Well, I mean, <laughs> there's 30 people who get accepted to the bachelor every year. I'm sure there's a lot more on Raya. Well, they said 9%. Really? On Raya? A 9% yeah. what? Like a acceptance, acceptance rate? rate. Yeah, I don't yeah, believe yeah. that at all. What are okay. they basing that off of? I don't, I don't know. I read it in an article. I don't know. Raya's been around a really long time. Do you remember when um, Trevor Noah was on it, but like he had a girlfriend and, and he claimed he oh. was, this was like in 2015 or 16. It was 16. And he, he claimed that he was just on it for research for a sketch on the show or something like sure. that. Yeah, sure. sure. I bet. Yeah. Well, and Hannah Brown couldn't get on. I forgot about that, but yeah. After The Bachelor, she couldn't get on? Yeah. She, she got rejected. Yeah. Oof. Maybe it was a good choice. I don't know. I'm... <laughs> People don't like it when I'm mean about Hannah. I take it back. Um, <laughs> no, I like it. She's I'm over her. I am Next. too. And of course, I also like really love Tyler, but I'm also over his content. Like spice it up, man. Totally. There's a I don't want to see TikTokers. 
yeah. thank you. Exactly. A hundred percent. Will you guys be reading Ben Higgins' book? It's coming out soon. No, he's nice, but no. <laughs> I'm sorry. It takes I know a lot you're for friends me to read him, a book but... these days, and I don't know if that one's going <laughs> to yeah. be at the top of the list. <laughs> you guys should read the Diana Chronicles. I learned a lot. It's really readable. Okay. Um, do you agree that Bennett looks related to Julia from <laughs> Listen to Your Heart? This is from I, at Phelan Keelan. I, I did read not... that and I laughed when I read it because it's true. <laughs> it's a great call. It's the face shape. <laughs> it's the face shape. It's the chin. It's this kind of square oh head. Yeah. Right. It's a great call. Kind of little really beady call. eyes. And also people are comparing <laughs> Dale to Leanne Rhymes. Have you seen that? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Can we get Dale singing Can't Fight the Moonlight from Coyote Ugly? <laughs> Or oh on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh my god, <laughs> I um hadn't seen that, but uh, wow. Yeah, mm. I do mm. kind of see the Leanne Rhymes, right? Oh my god, I kind of see it too. I think it's again like sort of like a whitish face. And their nose are are similar too. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Love it. Okay. <laughs> um. Next, new challenge cast out today. Which Bachelor contestants would do best on that show? Great question. Amelia, did you see that Natalie is on the challenge? Oh, Natalie Anderson from, from, Survivor? Yeah, from Survivor. Oh, she's going to kick ass. If she doesn't win the challenge, she has failed at this life. I'm sorry. <laughs> she is born to win the challenge. So I hope Seriously, that she does. though, she um, is amazing. I had heard that Chase from JoJo season, who the one who um, I think he I dated think it, T- Tommy Laren. Yeah. Oh, God. I think he also was supposed to be on the challenge and then got cut. Okay. Um, Probably for the best. Yeah. The JoJo guys, like, we're good. I know. <laughs> Luke Palano, thank you. I think oh Easy God. would be a great challenge contestant. Oh, sure. And he's, he's buff. Professional athlete, yeah. So. Yeah, he's what about huge. Riley? All these guys are, I think they're getting more and more ripped each year, these guys. <laughs> I just think, like, we're, we're inching towards a season of former football players. So let's just <laughs> yeah. go for it. Let's just go for it, people. I, I truly can't believe every time I see these guys' job descriptions. I'm like, <laughs> you must be working out three hours a day in... <laughs> along with this like contractor job you have they are jacked these i know i know i'm not obviously they have to like take some kind of supplements it's not normal no i mean this is ridiculous like if you describe like a random friend group of guys like not one of them usually (laughs) looks like that guy like it's unbelievable i have to say no one on this show is realistic looking like it has to be like your job or like just incredibly fortunate genetics like they all look like models yeah Spencer walks in and you're like, all right, who's yeah. this guy? He takes his shirt off. He looks like a statue. You're like, do you know how long that takes on your body? I just don't get it. Um, I also, I want to talk about Spencer for a second. I, um, I misrepresented his job and apparently he's a water treatment engineer. I said he owned mm. the water treatment plant. That was incorrect. And I'm sorry. Thank you to everyone who pointed it out. I liked Spencer. What did you guys think? I don't like him. Controversial. Why not? I think he's like a fun villain. I don't know. Yeah. We needed one, right? Yeah. I think, I guess he fills, he fills a role, I suppose. I don't, if I was a contestant on, like if I was with those guys and he walked in and did everything that he did, I just, I don't like his vibe at all. I just don't like the So you would be Riley. You would elbow him in the mouth. (laughs) Yeah. You'd make him bleed. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think a lacrosse player being the villain is just right. That just, that's. Oh, he's a lacrosse player. Oh yeah. Go on his Instagram. It seems like his main group of friends, his lacrosse friends, like his, his, his camp friends is his lacrosse friends. That checks out. Where'd he go to Duke or something? (laughs) No, he's a, he's a West coast guy and he's like, hangs out in like Pepperdine Tahoe. Oh, he's from La Jolla, right? Yeah. Right. He's And and I think he, uh, he went to Oregon, I believe he seems really into the ducks. Okay. Cool. So. I think it was like a club lacrosse situation, but nonetheless, 
variant to lacrosse. My brother went to Oregon and is the same age as him. Maybe I'll ask if he knows. Please do. I mean, how big is is a class at Oregon? They're like huge, right? (laughs) I wonder if he was in a fraternity though. I bet he was. Probably. Find out. Do some research. Please report back. I will. Okay. And we got one. uh, We'll do a couple more. Let's see. Who got the most jip from being the next Bachelor? I think we all agree that's from Bennett. That's Bennett, right? Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. At this rate, does COVID ruin 2021 season as well? I'm going to go optimistic and say no. Um, I don't think it's ruined this season. Yeah, I agree. It hasn't. So Matt's filming right now. That starts January 4th, 2021. We'll be there. Are they at La Quinta again? No, they're at Nemecolon. It's in Pennsylvania. Um, I don't know why they chose that. Super weird. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is it like a big resort or something? Um, yes. Apparently they went there on Jojo season and it has like a zoo. Apparently it is like really big and like beautiful, but it's just, it's kind of weird. Although Lauren Zima and I were discussing this about the real housewives, Salt Lake city. It's kind of fun to get, um, some cold weather clothes and like seeing people like bundled up. So I kind of like that, but I don't know. I'm sick of this one location. So anyway, bachelor's fine. Matt season will happen. The question is the bachelorette that usually films mid March to Mm. Memorial day. And then it airs starting in in May. So does that get messed up? That seems like on the bubble. Again, I don't know if the bachelorette will be cutting the line of essential workers to get the vaccine. That (laughs) might have to be another bubble season, but maybe they'll just delay it and air it over the summer or something like that. Um, Well, they'd have to keep pace with that to be able to release paradise in the summer, right? Yeah. But maybe they do. I would suggest doing paradise first. It's already a bubble show. Agreed. Agreed. That's a good idea. Save the bachelorette for the summer. Yeah, Agreed. you just get Matt's season and Claire slash Tasha's season and kind of yeah. just make a paradise out of that. Yeah. That's what we really missed out on, I feel like, no. is paradise. paradise. I know. I totally agree. Also, this is just like a great out. This would be a good time to do paradise. I mean, it's made for totally. it, right? Totally. Yes. I'm actually very pissed off because I love paradise. I know. <laughs> Me too. It's just really, really fun. By far the better show, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um. Next question. This is a great one from at Sliffy105. Are phlebotomists <laughs> everywhere offended that Tasha quote, travels slash works in, quote, beauty and lifestyle? Great point. I forgot that when she was on Colton season, her job was phlebotomist. She yeah. has moved on. Great point. I think they are offended. Yes. Definitely. So she was just trying to, like, you know, circumvent saying I'm an influencer? <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm a Bachelor Nation influencer. It was kind of amazing. It was hilarious. I was glad they aired it. That was really funny. <laughs> um, okie dokie. Next, do you think Bruce and Crystal were actually married? This is from at Abby Baumwell. This is a good conspiracy. Mm. I have heard they were actually married. Yeah, I bet they were. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> Such a stupid thing to do. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Final question. I just want to say shout out to David Lara. He asked who our favorite guy of the current bunch is, but I think we've answered that, right? So, but thank you for submitting, David. I really appreciate it. Last yeah. question. This is a big one. At from at KTW171. Who should replace Fred Willard? Great question. Wow. Very sad. Really no question. one will ever replace Fred Willard, you know, but we have to go on with this person in the second chair doing pay, doing color commentary for the fake. So this is about casting what ifs. This is right off. This is right off the dome. Henry Winkler. Oh, wow. Oh, the Fonz. That's cute. I like that. What's Henry Winkler most famous to you for? I mean, I, it's, it's happy days. I mean, that's what I Arrested Development? From. No, I mean, no, I guess he was a thing in that, but he was in Parks and Rec too. Oh, was bit. he? Never yeah, watched he that. Yeah, he was uh, John Ralphio's dad. Oh. oh, right, 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 right. 
Okay. But, um, yeah, I guess maybe Arrested Development if no one has seen Happy Days. I mean, the Fonz is forever. Jumping the shark, I mean, who, you know, and all <laughs> yeah. that. That's a good one, Craig. I like that. I feel like also, um, I don't know. Can we get Tony Romo in for one or two? Oh, Whoa. Okay. <laughs> we could have that would be Jim really Nance funny. Feeling. Unfortunately, he's a CBS guy, but maybe we can get him on Survivor. Oh my God, he's <laughs> a great it. replacement for Jeff Probst. Um, wow. Okay. Interesting. I didn't, I didn't know. I was just thinking of only old guys. Well, I think Wait, outside the box. Amelia. What about, I think she's attached to NBC, but maybe like Leslie Jones. Oh, mm. no, she's, she's on commentary. Isn't oh, she, is she? Okay. Isn't Hire she hosting her. Supermarket Sweep? Oh, yeah. Yep. You're right. She is. Yeah. She's funny. That would be a great crossover. Yeah. Let's get her on the show. You know, I she love would that. roast people too. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Which I would appreciate. Yeah. That's a great idea, Amelia. That's one I Thank feel like you. we can like submit and see if we can make it happen. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Craig and Amelia, this was really fun. Thank you for joining me. I will be back on Tuesday night after the show. Don't forget to follow at Batch Party Pod on Instagram and Twitter for Amelia's recap videos. And if you like football or know someone who does, they should listen to Craig's podcast, The Fantasy Football Show. Thanks again and talk to you next week. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.